So I get to introduce Lonnie, who's going to come up and, and, and uh, just release a word that I know he's excited about. And there's a lot of things I could say about Lonnie. He was on our staff for a whole lot of years. He was, a, before that, just, I mean, and always, has always had a servant's heart. Um, just meaning one that just says, whatever I can do to help, that's what I'm going to do. And he does it without, without even thinking twice. And I just, I love that heart. But honestly, what I really want to say about Lonnie before he comes up is that all of us go through, um, you know, some mountains and some real valleys. And, and Lonnie's been through a couple real hard valleys. And, and that God, this is a testimony to the goodness of Jesus that over and over again, all of us, no matter what we go through, we will rise up again. He, he will bring us up again. And so Lonnie's just, you know, I'm watching his life and now uh, married to Maria, who um, is so good for him. They're so good for each other. Just watching his life elevate again as God brings his life again out of what seemed like ashes into his glory. So this is Lonnie Ellis. Would you welcome him? Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Yep. Keep it higher. Yeah, it's perfect. Let me just set up here real quick. Thank you, guys. Honored to be here. It's a blessing. Let me see if I can do this new technology thing. I'm going to set my clock because I can talk. How's everybody doing tonight? I don't even know why. Everybody preached my message already, so we can just really go home. Seriously, I did, but, but I thought that's not my message. It's not my message. It's his message. And before I even start, I want to say this before I push my time clock here. We have a choice tonight to make. This is not just a gathering to, to bring in the new year. We're accepting this change of history getting ready to happen. History of this world has never seen before. And tomorrow we can get up and be normal, everyday life again, or we can step into something greatness and watch what he's going to do through us and with us. Okay? So let's start. Let me get my clock going. See this, I don't know what to tell you. So happy New Year's. Brent said, my wife Maria, our daughters, Bianca and, and Helica right there with us tonight. Thank you. She is my life partner, my wife, my business partner, my ministry partner. Keeps me going, keeps me motivated. But I do want to say a special thanks to Brent and Suzanne. We've gone through a lot together in ministry and personal lives. They brought some amazing people in my life, my son's life. Two people I love up there is my son who's been with Jesus for 10 years now. Carol Dew, who was there for me, my son passed away, and they called me to make sure I was doing okay, and then she went to be with Jesus a few years back herself. And just some of the great memories of Blazing Fire, of what they've done in my life, and, and gave me a platform to release what God has given me. So I want to thank you guys. I love you. We're family for life. Amen. So question. I'm going to read my, my word. I, I speak fast. I have a lot to cover in a short period of time, but it's going to be up there. So I'm going to read it. Have you been feeling like you're in a season of change? but you can't quite put your finger on it? Are you feeling restless, very uncomfortable, and vulnerable? You you can talk to me. It's okay. Do you feel beyond stretch at this time being moved out of your comfort zone? This has been my whole 2019 season. That is awesome. (laughs) Yes, I'm not alone. (laughs) I have been stretched. I have been vulnerable. I have cried. I have It's been amazing. It's been awesome. We are in a season of change and transition in the spirit realm, and it's manifesting in the natural realm. You are being prepped and prepared for 2020 and beyond. As my wife says, a season of 2020 vision, clear vision. 
He is opening the, he is opening the doors, but you will have to walk through them. Let's just pray for a minute. Lord, let me speak your word tonight. Let me go down on rabbit trails and get lost. And let us hear the message inside the message. It's not about me speaking, it's about your spirit speaking through the message. You have a message for each one of us tonight individually as I release what you've given me. So Jesus, we give you the platform of your Holy Spirit to come in this place and do whatever you want to do. In this message, we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. The Holy Spirit has been speaking loud, loud, loud through a lot of voices around the world. And I have to pick up on some of that. I don't get a message every year as a perfect person. I don't get a message every year from the Lord for the new year. It's happened once in my life, many years ago. But this year, he really hit me hard with a message for 2020 and beyond. But first, I need to go back to a message he's been giving me for several months now. Everywhere I speak, I've released this one prophetic word first. It's a powerful, I don't have time to unpack it. It's powerful. It's real. I'm still living in it. And it's, a, it's, a, it's for the ending of 2019 going into 2020. It starts with Revelations 4, 1 through 3. After this, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I had heard addressing was me like the calling of a war trumpet said, come up here, and I will show you what must take place in the future. At once, I came under the Holy Spirit's power, and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there appeared like a, a crystalline brightness of jasper, a fiery sardius, and a circling stone. Uh, there was a halo that looked like a rainbow of emerald. It is a prophetic word. We're in a season where God's calling us higher, much, much higher. Higher above the chaos of this world. Peter just went off. Everything just we're going to see the, okay, I'm sorry, then we go. I'm calling you up to my throne room into the, my presence so I can stretch your, stretch your heart to show you things that are not to be there. I want you to let me remove those things that are not of me nor of you. Then I want to show you the treasures that I've placed, your God has placed in your heart. I place these treasures of mine to be released in the earth, into the lives and the hearts of my children and the lost. I want you to live from eternal perspective. This is a key word. I want you to live from an eternal perspective. Tomorrow we have a choice to live from an earthly perspective or an eternal perspective. Amen. We can live from earth to heaven or start living from heaven to earth. Oh, thank you. I want to heal your soul. I wish I had time to break this down to you because it's powerful. I have gone through some dream sozos where God ministered to me in my dream life and woke up the next day totally delivered and freed from things that are holding me back. That's how awesome he is. That's how powerful he is. Let me get that going again, please. So I'm giving, I'm giving this, everywhere I speak, I'm giving this, this first prophetic word. And also, I, I get a lot of emails. Who makes a lot of emails? I don't, I delete a lot, but, but I do follow Shirley Weaver. And the particular day caught me, and she, this is what she said. Come up here. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, come up here. Now I will show you these things which may take place after this, Revelations 4.1. That caught my attention. I was hearing something that God was speaking. And she says, the, age, the aging apostle John, exiled at Patmos for his faith, was entirely alone when he heard the voice that called him upward with an invitation to be shown things to come. 
things that must take place in the future. Heaven's message to John was a revelation of the Son of God, the same powerful prophetic gift given to every believer today. We hear the same voice John heard, that same spirit causes come up. Especially now in this time, see to it that your spirit remains strong. The soul makes demands of you and the flesh even more. But the voice of the Lord is heard in the heart, in the spirit of man. The call is always upward, always higher. Releasing your faith, uh, releasing your faith concerning the things of God has store for you. Prophetic unction is vital to every fresh revelation in like John who heard the voice and was immediately in the spirit. Likewise, when you hear his prompting, understand that because Jesus the prophet lives in you and he is speaking to you and can hear clearly and receive what he says to you. And then I get another email, and I don't read these emails. But this one grabbed me. The Lord said, read this email by Matt Sorger Ministries and just grabbed me. He said, recently, I was in a meeting in London, England. During the worship, I began to smell a burning incense in the room. I thought there must be something burning in the church. After walking around the sanctuary, I soon realized it was supernatural, sign of wonder from God. The sanctuary had filled with a burning incense, smelled like fire. As I continued to worship, the Lord opened up my spiritual vision. That's a key word. He's opening spiritual vision right now. To see an angel standing at this altar. He held a bowl in the hand from which proceeded a burning, a burning incense. The smell, of it, the smell of it filled the whole room. Then the Holy Spirit told me to turn to the book of Revelation. I opened right to Revelation chapter 8. This is what it read. Another angel came and sounded at the altar. Instead of the altar, he had a golden sense, censer. And much incense was given to him so that he might add to the prayers of all the saints, God's people. On the golden altar in front of the throne, in the smoke and fragrant uh, aroma of the incense, with the prayer of the saints, God's people, ascended before God from the angel's hand. So the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and, and hurled it into the earth. And there were peals of thunder and loud rumblings and sounds of flashes of lightning and an earthquake. The scriptures about an angel standing before the altar of heaven and a golden censer. From this censer, burning incense was released, which mixed together with the prayers of the saints. And a result of this fire from the altar in heaven was released down into the earth. The Lord spoke to my heart. I am releasing another baptism of fire among my people. The sign of the burning incense was the Lord speaking to me that a new baptism of fire was coming upon the body of Christ. Anything that doesn't look like Jesus, act like Jesus, talk like Jesus, think like Jesus, is going to be burned up. The only thing left in us will be left is Jesus. He is searching our hearts to show the things that are not of him or not of us. So he can show the treasures he's placed in us and release them in the earth. Everything that hinders the perfect image and nature of Christ in us is going to be burned up in the fire of God. The Lord showed me that what looked like walking flames of fire. The baptism of fire is going to be all-consuming that we're going to look like walking flames of fire, exuding the very nature of fragrance of Christ. And the first fire is released. As this fire is released in our lives, every unnecessary weight and the sin so clearly, cleverly tries to cling to us is going to be consumed. There will be a freedom, joy, purity, and breakthrough on a level many have dreamed and prayed about. 
I want you to begin inviting and praying for the fire of God to fill you in a fresh and new way. Ask for the fire of the Holy Spirit to purge and burn out every impurity in you that only Christ is left in you. As we pray this way, you will begin to experience freedom and glory on a deeper level. As the spirit of burning is released in the Isaiah 4, uh, 4, 4 through 5, the glory of God will become a covering of divine defense and love over you and your family and dwelling places. There's a new holiness awakening coming to the church. It won't be out of self-striving, but from a place of deep surrender. Almost done with this one. And then it says, as a result of glory, will rise shine upon us, and the way will be prepared for an end-time harvest of souls. You can only give away with others to others what you have let God work in you. God is speaking loudly right now at the end of 2019, going to 2020. Alex, my friend, it's been a long time. Remember, I was on a 21-day fast, and it wasn't food, because uh, I was on a, I'll tell you why in a minute. But the 20th fast, the Lord really spoke to me. But he had me fast some TV stuff. I got involved with this show called Cops, Cops Rewind, Cops PD Cam, 48 Hours, all this stuff. I was in Mabarde with it, right? And it's funny, right? Because, like, people say, that's not fasting. Well, tell you what. I shook. I couldn't get the remote control and watch some TV shows. But here's the crazy part. After I got done fasting, I couldn't go back to it. It has nothing with me no more. I, tried to, I, I can't watch it no more. It's just nothing there for me. So there was something that was hindering me from intimacy with him. So the Lord gave me the next, great, the next prophetic word for 2020 and beyond. We are stepping into another great awakening. This is important. It's not just revival. This is a great awakening. And then he spoke this to me for the next century. I said, Lord, you must mean for the next decade, right? The next, he says, no, son, the next century. I cannot wrap my mind around that. Because if I could, it wouldn't be God. See, I can see the next decade because I'm still going to be here. He said, I'm beyond that. What if this next great awakening ushers up in the heaven? And we're gone already. But the ones that are behind still go through the Great Awakening, and they get ushered right up. Who knows? I don't know. It rocked me. This, this word was so weighty, I began to weep. Awakening. Rousing. A quickening. The act of awakening from sleep a revival of interest or attention, a recognition, realization, or coming to awareness of something, a rude awakening to the dis- disagreeable facts, a renewal of interest in religion, especially in community, a revival. Tuesday has been three great awakenings. The first great awakening is 1930s and 40s, expressed in Britain through the Wesleyan revival under John and Charles Wesley, Americans under the powerful preaching of Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield. Emphasize personal relationships with God through repentance and faith in Christ. The second great awakening, 1970s, 90s, and 1820s, was characterized by frontier revival and camp meetings. Emphasize emotional fervor and supernatural giftings of the spirit. The third great awakening was 1850s and early 1900s. Emphasize in holiness of heart and life. Saw the rise of holiness in Pentecostal denominations. But some believe it was a fourth great awakening. 
Robert Fogel, who suggests the renewal movements of the 1960s and 70s, the lay witness movements, the Jesus movements, the charismatic movements were all expressions of this awakening. Emphasized all the elements of the previous three, personal relationship with Christ, emotional fervor, as well as spiritual gifts. This awakening impacted mainline churches tremendously and ultimately gave rise to the non-denominational and mega churches. So what is the next great awakening going to look like? I really don't know. Because, <laughs> see, we see in Protestant part. See, this thing is going to be bigger than man, bigger than church. It's going to be God. If, if I can say this, it's not in my notes, but I got time. We're seeing a superstar go through a great awakening. And some people are upset about it. Some people can't figure it out. His name's Kanye West. They can't figure it out because he wasn't raised that way in a pulpit to preach the word of God. Now I sat with a friend of mine four years ago who I'm out of touch with now who knows him personally. This is what he told me that we're having sushi one day. He says, Lonnie, God, because Kanye back then was Kanye was going through some crazy stuff. And I said, dude, is he really crazy? He said, he's that crazy. He said, but God showed me something. He's going to touch him. He started preaching Jesus and change the world through Kanye. Listen, it's not going to look like what things going to look like. It's going to come through what things going to come through. It's going to come the way he wants it, how he wants it, and when he wants it. So for my wife and I, he gave us three mandates in our ministry for our personal lives to impart equip people in. And the first one was spiritual awakening. The second was physical awakening. And the third was financial awakening. In the spiritual awakening, let me read this real quick. The Apostle Paul's spiritual awakening was sudden and dramatic. When Jesus met him on the road to Damascus and changed his life forever, Acts 9. From then on, Paul's desire was for all believers to increase in their spiritual awareness. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Ephesians 1.18. We're meeting people right now who are being awakened by the Holy Spirit. Don't know who the Holy Spirit is. We're speaking with a group right now, going to help us with some training in this area, where they're being touched by the Lord for the first time, and they don't know what it is. I'm driving with a businessman the other day, and he's being spiritually awakened by the Lord. He says, Lonnie, can I talk to you about something? I said, yo, what's going on? He says, I never told nobody this, but sometimes I pray for people and they get healed. And he begins to start weeping in my car. He says, and there's times I pray for people, and they weren't even there, and they got healed the next day. Can you help me understand this? We have a young man, a friend of ours, who was supposed to be dead. And through prayer, not through us, we knew him afterwards, God actually healed him. And his spirit is on fire. And he's gathering people now and training them in the things of the Holy Spirit. He has no idea what he's doing. He just knows he met Jesus. And so we're coming alongside him, give him some language to help with that crowd he's attracted to, attracted to him, give him some language, some foundation to understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how to walk it out. We're in a restaurant the other day with some friends, a couple of friends, and the waitress walks up and had a word of knowledge about education. And we relates this word of knowledge to her. She's like, how, how do you know this about me? Who are you? I've only been in this job three days. And we begin, my wife and I begin to pour in her life what God has sent about her education. 
And she said, I was just having this conversation with my mom today. And she walks off and comes back. And I said, oh, by the way, what's going on with your back? You need your back needs to be healed. She says, I'm, I'm about to cry right now. How do you know this? My second birth, three months ago, it, it broke my tailbone. I have back problems ever since. So I first laid hands on her right in the restaurant and prayed for her. She says, I don't want you guys to leave. I, I need to know who you are. And this restaurant's packed, packed out. My wife got her number. We said, we're going to call you up and talk to you some more. So a few days went by. We were back there having lunch with another couple, having lunch one Sunday after church. And I said, text her, she's working. My wife texted her. She says, I thought you guys forgot about me, cry eyes. I miss you. I don't get to work till later. So we brought her to the house a few days later to have dinner with her. She brought her eight-year-old son, her, her brand-new baby, and we just poured into her and put her food and prayer and love. And, and the cool part was, like, her baby doesn't go to nobody. Mary took the baby, the baby just fell asleep in her arms. That's what Jesus looks like. It's putting feet and love and heart in somebody's life. It's that like you're a daughter, and God loves you. And he put us in your life to speak this to you so you know. Her life's not going to be the same. She's going through a, a spiritual awakening. There's a lot of people going through a spiritual awakening, and we'll be the ones that show what it really is and what it's about. Physical awakening. 1 Corinthians 6.19 do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is with you, whom you have received as a gift from God, that you are not your own property? We are running so many people right now in the church, outside the church. They're on this amazing get my body in good shape again. Not to be sexy and fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Because you have a job to do. You need to be around. Listen, that's me. Okay, in nine weeks, I lost 50 pounds. Because God spoke it to me. He needed you to have a physical awakening. I need you to do what I've called you to do, and you're not in shape to do it. And when I got that word, see, he opened the door. I stepped in it. Guess we have to do the work, though. Now, I know there's meetings where people supernaturally lose weight. That didn't happen to me. He said, son, here's what I'm calling you to do. Are you going to do it? In nine weeks, 50 pounds. Because it was a word from the Lord, what he called me to do. And we're seeing so many people right now in the body of Christ that are getting their bodies right, getting their temples right, to be able to do the race they're called to do. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Financial awakening. Matthew 6.33. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive for his kingdom and his righteousness. His way of doing and being right. The attitude of character of God and all these things will be added, given to you also. He's going to open doors for financial streams to come into your life. Pray about it when it comes. Make sure it's him. Step through the door and do the work. It's time for the body of Christ to step into the financial blessing that God wants to release through us. Okay? It's not for us. It's to affect 
have a kingdom effect in society, in the semi society. We are to prosper in soul. I'm not preaching a prosperity message, but the things you need to have financially to do what God's called you to do is not always going to come from asking. It's going to come from working sometimes. Paul had a tent-making business at some time to afford his ministry at some point. So God's going to open business ideals, different revenue streams for you to step into to build what he's called you to do in the kingdom. I have a friend of mine right now researching how to make money online to create a revenue stream so he can be a blessing to the kingdom. So just pray about it. But there's a financial awakening going on. you got people like Stephen DeSilva right now doing uh, financial sozo teachings and other things going on in the world right now. That God is waking their people up to step into something that's going to open up to you. We truly believe that many other leaders are getting these downloads, maybe different mandates, different perspectives, different ways how to release we know he's speaking to a lot of people because I'm reading him. I'm hearing about it. I'm hearing the stories. Other ministers are telling me about it themselves. And then I get a, on a, yeah, 12-4, I read Larry Randolph Ministry. I haven't read none of his stuff in over a couple of years. God said, read his email. I'm like, okay. What's Larry talking about right now? It has become apparent to me that a massive wave of change and transformation is approaching our generation. I strongly believe this coming shift is heaven-sent. It is designed to reshape our world, nation, lives, ministries, giftings, churches, vocations, businesses, etc. Nothing will be left untouched by this new, 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 I can't say that word, tsunami of change. Tsunami of change. I was, uh, we were at the Bethel Leaders Conference and Last few times I spoke, I was sharing about these testimonies where God used me in Santa Cruz a few years ago. And at that particular time in Santa Cruz, I was sharing the work, some scriptures, and people were getting healed in the seats just automatically. Boom, boom, boom. Just by scriptures. I'm not preaching on healing at all. The word of the Lord went out, and three people got healed. I right, jumped up and said they got healed. And that night when I released the healing words, they had about 75 people lined up around the room, and I put together a makeshift healing team, and everybody got healed in that room that night. No, see, see, it wasn't me. His spirit showed up. It was something we're about to see in 2020 happen and beyond. We're especially going to show up somewhere, people are super actually healed because he's there. And so I said, so last time I spoke, I shared this, for some reason I shared these testimonies about Santa Cruz, and I said, babe, I got to reconnect those guys. It's been, I haven't talked to those guys in a long time. So we're in line at the, at the leaders' conference in Bethel, and it's dark, and one of the guys walked by. I said, Ken, oh my gosh. I was just talking about you. He says, Brandon and I are driving up and we're talking about you. How we got to reconnect with you. And next I saw Brandon and the other guy and I said, oh my gosh, guys. They said, Lonnie, when you came to Santa Cruz, something got released. We have been the same since. We're seeing people just come to the Lord and, and supernatural signs and wonders. The little spirit just broke out. Now it wasn't me, it was God showed up. And then in worship that morning, he gave me a word for Santa Cruz, this long word about tsunami coming to Santa Cruz. Because, see, these two guys are from different ministries, and they came together as one. They put down their barriers and start moving the Lord in the streets. And they're seeing phenomenal, phenomenal transition happening in Santa Cruz. They just got an 8,000-square-foot building for 2500 bucks a month. What Larry got to say? What does it look like? 
This year, the Lord pressed on me that he is going to offer his people a divine redo for the better. He then focused my attention on nearly 2,000 English words in the prefix re. Especially significant to this redo seem to be the following 33 words. Now, I want you to catch this, okay? Reform, reshape, recreate, recalibrate, redirect, readjust, rearrange, realign, reassign, reprogram, repair, reinstate, reinforce, refocus, refresh, revitalize, replenish, resurgence, reawakening, restore, regenerate, rejuvenate, reimburse, recover, recharge, restart, reboot, rebirth, renew, release, revival, resurrection equals renaissance. The Holy Spirit is speaking. I did it slow, babe. The Holy Spirit is speaking loudly. Then, then early in the fall, the Holy Spirit reminded me of a night vision I had in the late 80s. In the vision, Jesus stood at the foot of my bed and quoted from Matthew 24, 37. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Then in a resounding voice, he declared, just as Noah received rain that was unprecedented for a generation, I'm going to bring an unprecedented rain on my spirit upon your generation. And the glory of my presence shall cover the earth, and the waters cover the sea. I will shake the fountains of the deep and open the floodgates of heaven, and release a global flood of my spirit that will impact every tongue and every nation. So I'm good with that. That confirmed what the Lord's been giving me. I'm good with that. Different language, different people, different ways it looks, but different expressions, but it's the same word. I'm minding my business. Another email comes in. The Lord said, read the email. On December 27th, that's a couple of days ago. So I took the video from it, and this rocked me. Listen to this video. I always have seen that word revival as something that happens to the church, to stir up the church. But when I hear the word awakening, it is something that I experienced in the 70s. The 60s, it was turmoil, chaos, cultural revolution. But God answered that cultural revolution, that dark side of the 60s, with a Jesus movement. And in the 70s, everyone was getting saved. America needs another great awakening. We've seen a lot of things over the last 28 years. Stadiums filled, miracles, signs and wonders. But what I expect now is something beyond anything we've ever seen before to come to America because it's been prophesied for so many years that new things were coming. I believe that it's God's will to bring an awakening to the body of Christ that will cause us not just to feel good in church, not just for the sake of goosebumps, but for the sake of winning our world to Jesus. I believe that God wants to save America. It's been prophesied that America is going to have the third day awakening. And I believe we're walking into that Kairos moment. We don't want to miss that. Everybody in the body of Christ can do this and be part of it. 
There's been a generation that's had revival, they've experienced the things of God, but then there's also another generation that hasn't experienced the things of God yet. And so what God is doing with awakening is he's awakening a generation to love and he's reintroducing the Holy Spirit to them. He's reintroducing the Father's heart. He's reintroducing Jesus to them to where it's no longer just religion, but it's all about relationship. Think what's gonna happen for those that are coming to Awakening 2020 is you're gonna get a measure of faith you never had before that you're gonna believe that you can make a difference in the world. In fact, I believe those coming, you're gonna leave not doubting. You're not gonna have a doubt that you can do something. You just know that every day when you get up, there's gonna be a supernatural God encounter and you're right in there. I actually believe that in 2020 could be a flashpoint, a tipping point, even this gathering. Here on January 18th in Sun Devil Stadium could be a tipping point, a flashpoint for a new Jesus awakening. We are calling all of Arizona, even all of America, to open the womb, awaken the dawn of 2020. Stadiums are going to be filled all across America in 2020. We get the privilege of birthing it right here in Phoenix, Arizona. The Holy Spirit is speaking. Now, cracking up today when I was watching, my, I was looking at my message today, and they said there's Sun Devil Stadium. The Holy Spirit spoke to me quickly. When you go to a third world country, the supernatural is very natural. There's light and dark, and it's very easy to, to, to see the two in the people. People, a lot of people receive it very easily. Not in America, though. But America's about to really step into where there's light and dark, being in the natural realm, because God's lifting something off. What we experience God in third world country we experience right here in America. It's light and dark to be so obvious to see. But he wants to use us to release the light in his love, through his love. Getting close. During the last few months, we have seen a higher level of his presence in our ministry meetings, a higher level of intimacy in our meetings, in our personal life. One day I'm at home a couple weeks back or so, a few weeks back, and I just put up this worship song and I began to just bawl like a baby. Like, I haven't bought like this in a long time. I text my wife, I'm just a wreck. She comes downstairs, you okay? Boom, she gets hit. We're both just a puddle on the living room couch crying. We're doing our Tracy meeting a few months back or so, and we're doing video worship. Remember video worship, right? Bethel, and, and the Holy Spirit just came in so strong. Also, I get to do my message. Two days of my message, I'm crying. He's there. I'm bawling. I came to him. I said, why am I even speaking? He's here. Let's go back into worship. I didn't preach that night. I got out of his way. And then people began to have a word afterwards. Jennifer got a word. Other people had a word. And God just moved supernaturally in that place. He is showing to do what he wants to do. We just have to step out of the way and be part of what he's doing. And I'm talking to other ministry friends. Even in our meetings with him, Eyes being opened more, ears being opened more. I'm doing a movie, a movie. I'm doing a, I'm doing a movie, Lord. I'm doing a ministry in Oakley, Oakdale, Oakdale, California. And I had a word of knowledge for people who can't hear, having hearing issues. And nobody moved. That's kind of embarrassing when you're about 50 people and nobody's getting up, right? But hey, you know what? I live in risk. I said, no, I'm serious. Lord's going to heal ears now. You need to get up and take this word. About seven or eight people got up. Everyone got their hearing restored. 
Everyone got the hearing restored. People with vision problems, the eyes started getting restored. Vision started, people's vision started getting better. We're in a meeting in Pittsburgh, California. This couple's from Finland, older couple, visiting. Finland, Finnish people, they don't hug, they're not lovey-dovey. This man gets hit by the Holy Spirit, older guy. He makes sure, I can hear. I can hear everything. I can see everything. Got healed by the Holy Spirit, eyes and ears. And his wife got healed in her ears also. I mean, he is moving right now. It's, it's not us. It's, it's him. He's showing up. 2020, opportunity to step into a clear, clear understanding and revelation of ourselves as the new creation. How we're to walk that out. This is one of my life scriptures. I've been stuck on for like 10 years now. 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh new has come. I think it was Pastor Tiffany and Pastor Marty said, leave it in 2019. The old has passed away. You are the new creation. We need to get a revelation in our spirit and our DNA. You are the new creation. You are something this world has never seen. And God wants to use you in 2020. Let's get that slide. I want to do this in closing. Our Deepest Fear by Marion Williamson. Take from her book, A Return to Love. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that the other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were, born to make a, we were born to make magnificent the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. 2020 is the launching point of God releasing another great awakening. Lord, give us eyes to ear, eyes to ear, eyes to see and ears to hear in the natural realm and the spiritual realm. No matter what you've been through in the past, 2020 is the season to rise above it and step into that new creation God called you to be. Listen, we have a choice to make. Tomorrow, we can go get up in the morning and be status quo. The same problem, the same work problem, the same marriage problems, the same whatever life's bringing you. Or you can choose to see from heaven's perspective back to earth and become that new creation the world is crying out for. Become that light in a dark and dying world. To be a true Christ follower Listen, as I said, the same Holy Spirit, we know this, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. Yeah. 
And if he is in you, see, see, we know these words. We know these words. It's time to become them, though. It's time to become the new creation. We can't let the spirit of offense hold us back no more. We can't let those things from our childhood hold us back no more. He paid the price on the cross 2,000 years ago. We've been cleared by the blood of Jesus. Those things don't exist no more. He wants to heal our soul so we can be what we're called to be in this earth. He chose you for this season, for this reason. Tomorrow steps into a new part of history that we get to be part in. Will you step through the door he opens before you? Will you take a risk? Will you take a chance? Will you let him heal your soul? Will you lay hands on the sick? Will you lay hands on the dead and watch them raise up again? What will you do with the life he gave you? We talk about a steward. Are you stewarding the life he gave you? I'm preaching to myself because he's calling us higher, much higher, into his throne room. He says, I chose you, daughter. I chose you, son. I chose you, daughter. I chose you, son. I chose you, daughter. I chose you, son. I chose all of you to release my kingdom. Is it going to be easy? He never said it was. But with him, all things, all things, all things are possible. It's time to rise above it and become the new creation he called us to be. My preaching is not eloquent. I stumble my words, but the Spirit is speaking. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. In the natural realm, in the spiritual realm, what you're doing in 2020 for this great awakening that's about to take place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.